What's going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. For more Raptors content, podcast news, or if you just want to talk hoops, please feel free to hit me up on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. On November 30th, the Raptors travel to New Orleans for Game One of their road trip against the Pelicans. The Pelicans were without C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Najee Marshall, some key guys for the Pelicans. And the Raptors were still without Precious Achua, Otto Porter Jr., Ron Harper, and Justin Champagny were on assignment in the G League. The Raptors were relatively the healthier team coming into this. And you definitely like their chances since the return of Pascal Siakam. The Raptors have looked like a completely different team. With that in mind, I expected the Raptors to come away with the victory in New Orleans. Pascal Siakam similarly started the game the same way he did against Cleveland getting into the paint, and simply having his way with the defense. However, that was quickly altered by the New Orleans Pelicans, led by the human wrecking ball, the human bulldozer, whatever you want to call him, Zion Williamson, who was an unstoppable force tonight. The Raptors literally had no answer for him, and it's kind of hard to game plan with a player of his stature. 6'6", 284 pounds. I know he lost weight, but man, that kid is an absolute beast. And with his athleticism, his ability to get to the rim and to finish above the rim and to get out in transition, it is very hard to stop a player like that. But the Pelicans knew where their bread was being buttered and they continuously fed Zion and it paid dividends more often than not. And the Raptors had no choice but to react to it. The unfortunate thing is that when they collapsed on Zion or even collapsed on Jonas Valanciunas, whom always relishes the opportunity to give the Raptors the business, the Raptors defensively left shooters open on the perimeter. And I mentioned that taking care of business in transition, forcing the other guys to beat you and to take care of things on the glass were all outlined in my preview to this game. And none of those things were taken care of. The Raptors consistently left shooters open. Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, even Jonas Valanciunas were all left open on a consistent basis just by the Zion effect. And outside of Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. who had a tremendous game off the bench once again definitely looks like the Gary Trent Jr. of old and when asked about coming off the bench and whether his confidence has wavered he said he basically doesn't have time to worry about status and and when he starts and how he starts he has to go out there and do his thing and that is exactly what he did but outside those two players Freddie struggled and he later on got ejected for a very very soft taunt towards a referee where he just smacked his hand on a 50 50 play got ejected in the third quarter in the early part of the third quarter scotty barnes re-entered the starting lineup he unfortunately did not have a good game thaddeus young struggled in his starting role og had a tall task in guarding zion and a quiet game was due for og and it's just unfortunate that it came at such an inconvenient time when dealing with somebody of Zion Williamson's stature 
I know I keep saying that, but he, he's just a genetic freak. Somebody that big at his size, at his weight, to be jumping out of the gym the way he does. And he he did most of his damage above the rim. It is absolutely insane to see. But in the first half, it was all Pelicans. The lead later ballooned up to 31. And had it not been for Gary Trent Jr.'s hot shooting, this game would have been way worse. The Raptors eventually caught fire, or mainly Gary Trent Jr. caught fire in the second half. And they eventually brought the lead back from double digits to... The low 10s, I believe 13 was the lowest they brought it back to with, and with a couple careless turnovers and of course careless turnovers to Zion Williamson. The lead ended up going back to 17 and after a tremendous push, the Raptors eventually ran out of the gas, ultimately succumbing to their opponents 126 to 108. The Raptors shot 42 for 88 from the field at 48%, 11 for 38 from three at 29%, 13 for 19 from the free throw line at 68%. The Pelicans shot 45 for 86 from the field, giving them 52%, 14 for 33 from three at 42%, and 22 for 26 from the free throw line at 85%. What was interesting about the free throw discrepancy this game, and again, I don't want to seem like I'm complaining, but it was very evident that the Pelicans were the far more physical team from jump, and they were allowed to be more physical and when the Raptors tried to match their physicality as the Raptors normally do, they were being called for fouls. So not to say that the referees had a huge impact on this game, but it was a minor underlining uh, on top of all the terrible things that have gone wrong for the Raptors this past game. They just didn't have it tonight. And the good thing is that it's on to the next game. They can put this one in the rear view and focus on the next opponent. But when we look at the other stats, the rebounding favored the Pelicans greatly 52 to 30. They led the Raptors in offensive rebounding 12 to 3, 40 defensive rebounds to the Raptors 27. And the second chance points off the offensive rebounds are a huge bread and butter for the Raptors and it was completely nullified tonight. Points off turnovers favored the Raptors 29 to 25. They led and fast break points surprisingly 14 to 12 but again with the offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds points in the paint 62 to 54 in favor of the pelicans this was just a tough game to watch and you know we've seen that many times where the raptors turn it on after an event such as an ejection normally the ejections seem to get the raptors all riled up and ready to go and make a push it wasn't until then that the raptors started to chip away and start to play the basketball that we were familiar with and we have grown familiar with they just couldn't do it for four straight quarters and while they did lead the pelicans in scoring in the second half the damage was already done in the first half and when you're down double digits as much as the raptors were 31 as being the largest lead you gotta get those 31 points back which they did in the third quarter and then you have to go beyond that so it's a tall order when you're down early. But again, on to the next game. When we look at the starters, we had Thaddeus Young, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Fred Van Vliet. Thaddeus Young, unfortunately, had a bad game. Probably one of his worst games if you had to pick one over the last few good ones. Two points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. 
it was very hard for Thaddeus Young to do his thing in the high post when you have the likes of Zion, Jonas, and even Larry Nance Jr. and Herb Jones clogging up the paint, preventing you to do what you do, and that is assisting on off-ball offense. The Pelicans were sound defensively, ultimately neutralizing Thaddeus Young tonight, unfortunately. Pascal Siakam in the second game back, 23 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. 9 for 16 from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, 4 for 5 from the free throw line. If you had to nitpick out one thing, it was the 5 turnovers. He was commanding a lot of attention. He was trying to create for his teammates. It came at a cost. But what more do you want from a guy who is just playing in his second game and he's still able to be one of the best players on the floor can't really complain too much but overall it was just a bad team game og adenobi as i previously mentioned tall order guarding zion could not do much offensively the driving downhill stuff was interrupted more times than not he sometimes saw one two three defenders at a time making his night ultimately difficult 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 5 for 11 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3, and only 1 free throw attempt. Not a terrible game, but not a game that was ultimately impactful, again, due to guarding Zion Williamson. Scotty Barnes, who was not very happy about coming off the bench after the press conference and the Raptors' victory over the Cavaliers, had an opportunity to regain his starting spot tonight, four points, one rebound, five assists, one steal, one block. One for seven from the field, one for five from three. Though it was a good looking three, still one for five, one for two from the free throw line. Scotty Barnes continues to struggle. It's kind of hard to determine what the issue is now. He seems to be relatively healthy or he would not be starting, I imagine. But where I thought Gary Trent Jr. was struggling in terms of confidence, Definitely seems to be the effect for Scotty Barnes. He does not look confident, does not look like he's having fun. The body language on the floor doesn't look good. Very curious to know what's going on. I mean, you can't ask for a better core to be around with the likes of Pascal, Fred Van Vliet, Thaddeus Young, and even OG Ananobi to lean on those guys and ask their advice and the type of organization the Raptors is, this is the perfect environment for a young player. And I'm hoping that Scotty Barnes takes advantage of those around him before it's too late. It's, it's still early. It's still year two. I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but it's tough to watch right now. It, it just seems like nothing is going right for him. So hopefully he figures it out much sooner than later. Hopefully... He can recapture some of his form in year one that the stuff that he wants to expand on to be point guard Scotty, maybe it's time to focus on what has been working for you. Not to say that he is not a great playmaker because we have seen Scotty Barnes do tremendous passes upon tremendous passes and is an unselfish player and we have benefited from those actions. I think if I had to pick one thing that Scotty Barnes can do differently is finding the balance between looking for your offense and looking for your teammates. And, uh, and I think once he has that down pat, we'll get back to 
what we have grown accustomed to, which is Rookie of the Year, Scotty Barnes type performances. Fred Van Vliet, not a good game tonight. Got his first career ejection tonight. That's probably the best thing he accomplished tonight, unfortunately. 2.6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 for 8 from the field, 0 for 7 from 3. Just a rough shooting night for Freddie. We've seen better from him. It was a frustrating game from him. I imagine he will bounce back next game. When we look at our role players, Chris Boucher, who's come down back to earth a little bit over the past couple of games. Six points tonight, two rebounds, one steal, one block, two for six from the field, 0 for three from three, two for four from the free throw line. He later appeared to injure his shoulder after being blocked very cleanly from Larry Nash Jr. on his attempt. Went up for the dunk and it could have easily been called the jump ball, but looks like Chris Boucher overextended and ended up crashing down to the, on the ground with the lower back bouncing off the ball. Didn't look very good. Didn't look like he was very comfortable on the sidelines thereafter and he obviously did not return back to the floor, but at that point it didn't really matter. Hopefully it's nothing serious and hopefully he can bounce back from that, but just a rough game from him. Juancho Hernan Gomez, nine points, three rebounds, three assists, four for six from the field, one for three from three. Continues to be a steady contributor, continues to hustle, and that's no play on his movie, but he continues to hustle and continues to do the little things. And he looks like he belongs and he looks like he's going to be a steady contributor in the rotation off the bench if he continues to perform like this. I mean, we're not expecting Wancho to give us 15, 20, 25 points a night, but if he can continue to do the little things, continue to be a contributor on both sides of the basketballs, it's gonna be very hard to keep him on the bench. Christian Coloco tonight looked a little bit better. Six points, two rebounds, two blocks, two very nice blocks and three for three from the field, no free throw attempts. So definitely was a better finisher in and around the rim tonight in some short minutes. So definitely an improvement and only one foul called on him in 18 minutes. So huge improvement. Cam Birch, only five minutes tonight, two points. Malachi Flynn played in garbage time. Same with Jeff Downen and Delano Banton did not play in garbage time. He did get some steady minutes after Freddie went down, but in nine minutes of play, three for seven from the field giving him seven points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, one for three from three. The shot looks a lot better. Hopefully he'll be able to get steady minutes and not just when a player is ejected. And last but definitely not least, Gary Trent Jr., 35 points tonight, one rebound, one assist, three steals, 12 for 20 from the field, six for 11 from three, five for seven from the free throw line. It looks like he's got his swagger back. Getting to the line more, he's doing the little things, he's competing on defense, he's generating steals. His shot looks comfortable, looks fluid, there's no hesitation. And maybe him coming off the bench is not a terrible idea. I'm not a huge fan of it, but if he's gonna be giving us this kind of steady production, I have no problem with Gary Trent Jr. coming off the bench. And definitely seems like he doesn't either. But if it comes down to winning basketball and this is the formula for Gary Trent, he may not have to start the game, but if performances like this, he will definitely be able to finish the game. So we dust ourselves off and we focus on the next game as the Raptors travel to Brooklyn to take on the Nets 
on December 2nd with a 7.30 tip-off. Kevin Durant and Kyrie, especially Kevin Durant, after the bad game Wednesday night against the Raptors, has gone on an absolute tear. I think 45 and 39 was a couple of his performances. Looking like KD of old, Kyrie Irving continuing to do what Kyrie does best and and that is to be a showstopper on the floor. Ben Simmons, I believe, is injured with a calf strain, so I don't know if we'll be seeing him on Friday night, but I guess it's too early to tell with the injury report. But the Brooklyn Nets are going to be seeing a relatively healthy Raptors team. And when we look at the keys to victory in this game, we absolutely have to stay disciplined. We cannot gamble too much. When you're playing the likes of KD and Kyrie, you're not going to stop them. You can only hope to contain them. But stay disciplined. If you have to guard them straight up, then do that. In the very first matchup of the season, we sent them a very steady diet of double teams and it left their shooters open. And I'm not opposed to the idea of double teaming consistently. We've seen success with the victory over the Mavericks and other teams with KD and Kyrie, maybe a little bit different. Maybe not send as much double teams. Trust your defense. Trust your strength. Trust the ability to be a great rotational team on that side of the basketball. We cannot afford to leave these guys open and the shooters around them. The second key, play to your strength. Your strength is getting into the paint. So do that as often as you can. Get out and transition as often as you can. Do not hesitate. Do not give them an opportunity to get back on defense. They're not very big in the middle. They only have Nick Claxton, so that small ball is their go-to. So take advantage. Take, it, take advantage of your size. Take advantage of your length. Take advantage of your athleticism, and you will have great success. But the third and most important point take care of the basketball and you can say that for any game but for a team like brooklyn with the cast around kd and kyrie they're going to relish at the opportunities of getting out in transition so transition defense needs to be on point and limit the second chance points in the process it's going to be an entertaining game it's going to be a tough game but with the raptors relatively healthy they will stay competitive and if they trust themselves and continue to play towards their strengths the raptors will be able to come away with the victory and that's it for me thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in i appreciate every single one of you we're going to continue with these reaction pods if you did not know already the man they call mac has put out a new episode off running off the screen via raptors republic we had a great discussion around OG and the great season that he's had so far and whether he's going to be an all-star defensive player of the year. You can find that on YouTube among other great content on his page. So definitely check, check it out. Yours truly is on there and we have a great discussion. So please check it out at your earliest convenience and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe. Good people. Peace.